Lighthouse Live is pre-recorded before a live audience. Welcome to Lighthouse Live, the radio voice of advancing vibrant communities. Our mission is to motivate believers to move out from the four walls of the church to personally serve the needs of their neighborhoods. Get ready for a no-holds-barred, honest look at the Christian lifestyle the way Christ commanded it to be. All that and more coming right up here on Lighthouse Live. And good evening to you, Pastor Mike Douglas here. Welcome to Lighthouse Live. So good to have you with us. And a special welcome to those of you joining us on our podcasting network around the world. So good to have you with us at lighthouselive.blogspot.com. And uh, by the way, uh, friends, if some of you are going to be away from computers for a while or the radio, whatever it might be, for, uh, you know, um, a donation of $15 or more a month, be happy to send you a CD every week of our broadcast. In case you're going to be away, we don't want you to miss it. Uh, again, as we encourage people to move out from the four walls of their homes and their churches to personally serve the needs of the community. And uh, it's all about loving your neighbor as yourself. Again, we'd uh, love to do that. Just to email us at lighthouselive at earthlink.net. That's Lighthouse Live at earthlink.net, or give us a call, 209-544-9571. That's 209-544-9571. And coming up in a couple minutes, uh, great ministry doing exactly what we're talking this about, Elaine. This is so right? awesome. It is so cool. We cannot wait to speak with these gentlemen because their ministry is so much like AVCs. Amen. Before we get to them, though, let's check in on the international scene with our friends from Voice of the Martyrs. Hey, what's up? This is Michael Tate with a truth that's pretty basic for any Jesus freak. The word to remember here is basic. B-A-S-I-C. Brothers and sisters in Christ. And we need to remember them, especially those believers around the world who are being persecuted and imprisoned for their faith. Hebrews 13.3 says, Remember the Lord's people who are in jail and be concerned for them. Don't forget those who are suffering, but imagine that you are with them. The amazing thing about many persecuted brothers and sisters is that they consider it an honor to suffer for the sake of Christ. That is especially worth remembering. Are you a Jesus freak? Call the Voice of the Martyrs at 800-75-VOICE. And again, you're listening to Lighthouse Live. And uh, just a reminder, it's uh, Lighthouse Live taking it to the streets. Uh, we're right here in the front room of our office yes. here at Advancing Vibrant Community with all the trucks and the buses and the sirens coming to take me away. No, <laughs> but, but anyway, <laughs> take us away. All of us. Uh, Mike Douglas again here along with Elaine Harlan, our uh, producer and co-host, and, of course, our faithful prayer intercessor, yes. the inimitable Mr. Owl, with us as well. And, uh, Elaine, you know, one, one of the uh, treasures here, in California that we have is a guy that has been working for a long, long time in the trenches for uh, for all of us. Indeed. That's Brad Dacus in the Pacific Justice Institute and the fine job that he and his uh, people do up in Sacramento for us. Let's check in this week to see what our update is from Brad Dacus. 
Brad Dacus, welcome back to Lighthouse Live, and a wonderful uh, opportunity to see how the Pacific Justice Institute can uh, help create a, a really happy ending to a story. Tell us about this down in Southern California, the story of an eight-year-old girl sharing her faith. You bet. Uh, this is a, a wonderful little eight-year-old girl. She loves Jesus, and uh, she's excited about her faith. And uh, so she wants to, uh, to share her faith, so she shares her faith with her the students in her class, her peers, and and um, she gives them uh, gospel tracts, and, uh, as, and the teacher sees her and silences her and says, not only can you not pass out gospel tracts, you can't talk about your faith or talk about Jesus to any students at, at school at any time. Uh, this young girl, of course, was heartbroken and uh, went home and told her parents. Uh, her parents um, knew about the Pacific Justice Institute and contacted us. Uh, we, in turn, uh, sent a... Uh, uh, a legal opinion letter to the school district made it very clear that they were uh, that this was uh, unconstitutional. This is illegal what what the teacher did, and uh, the school district has uh, uh, the, the teacher called and, and uh, apologized uh, to the to the eight year old girl and uh, and to the parents, and uh, the school district has uh, made it clear that these kinds of activities will not uh, happen in the future. So uh, it, it's a nice story, and, and, and that the school district did the right thing. And uh, and made things right with the eight-year-old girl. That's that's a that's a real plus. Well, I would imagine, Brad, that these are the type of happy endings that you're really looking for, aren't they? Yeah, they they really are. And you know what's really neat is is the fact that this here's an eight-year-old girl sharing Jesus with her with her friends and with other kids. I mean, just being a wonderful, bright, shining light to these other kids at that age. And um, and she's going to continue to be able to to be that bright, shining light. Just that the work of that one child. Uh, could be incredible for the kingdom. And, and so we're, just even from a spiritual dimension, it's, it's actually very exciting just to see what that one girl is able to, to do and accomplish. Amen. Once again, friends, another great reason for you to support the Pacific Justice Institute, not only in prayer, but uh, also financially. What great work is being done. Remember, you can call them at one triple eight three zero five nine one two nine. That's one triple eight three zero five nine one two nine. Or the excellent website at pacificjustice.org. That's pacificjustice.org. Brad, thanks so much. We'll look forward to talking to you next week. Likewise. Thank you. You know, Elaine, that's a very interesting juxtaposition mm-hmm. there. We're talking about uh, the martyrs, uh, people especially in some third-world countries who can't gather like we are right now in the in the safety and, and the relaxation of the environment that we're in. But uh, to pray or do a program like this might invite persecution, even death, right. uh, across the world. And uh, here's, here's this uh, little girl, you know, exercising her faith. And what I appreciate about Brad's uh, approach here is, there were no shots fired on this. We didn't yeah, have to get into yeah. an adversarial relationship and, you know, the Christian community get up in arms and get red in the face and start beating the Bible up and down on people's heads again. You know, it was, it was, it was a nice, amicable way. It was handled in love. To deal with it, yes. to, to deal with it in love. And, and that's, uh, you know, that's Brad's heart mm-hmm. uh, is to be able to solve these things that way. And, of course, the teacher, too, credit to her for coming back and saying, hey, you know, I was I was wrong. And, and uh, you know, she does have the right share of faith. And so I, I just appreciate the, uh, the approach. That, that really that. worked out well. That's one of those Amen. good, good stories and, and the opportunities that we have in this country to share and uh, to take advantage of the opportunities that we're going to share with you right now. Friends, this is from the Volunteer Center of the United Way, the city of Modesto Parks and Recreation with Rose Avenue Neighborhood Park Play Equipment Installation Day. I want to invite you to well, help. That sounds more like my kind of job. <laughs> get, yeah. Al shaking his yeah. head, too. You guys could really. I uh, might not do much more work, <laughs> but I'd be on the slide or something. Well, you could supervise. There you go. I could supervise. There I'm good at go. that. Right. <laughs>
They invite you to help create a fun and healthy park environment for neighborhood kids on Saturday, May 27. Volunteers needed for a one-day project to build and install new play structures at the park located at Wiley Drive and Muirswood Way. The building starts at 7.30 a.m. and continues throughout the day until it's completed. And volunteers are encouraged to bring their favorite hand tools and shovels and to dress and come from All right, Al, here we go. <laughs> He's ready to Al's go. Al's going to bring his big yellow excavator. I know Al's He's got, a, got right. a big one, too, there. Right. You're, you're encouraged to bring your favorite tools. So here, Al, uh, coming about two blocks away. <laughs> come <laughs> early <laughs> and dress comfortably and bring those tools. Are you trying to get through you that? I'm <laughs> trying, but we'll, we'll, we'll plunge through this. Individuals, groups, families, and all you tool kind of guys are all invited. Right. Keep in mind, it's about building relationships Amen. and a bridge for pre-believers. You bet. Doctors Medical Center Foundation, where you can participate in recreation and social activities with Miller's Place clients. Mm. This is a great, great thing. Amen. We just really encourage you to do this. Miller's Place is an adult daycare resource center providing specialized programs in a safe environment for individuals eight. 18 and up with health or mobility restrictions. Some of them can't talk as well like me, including Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, stroke-related dementia, uh, cerebral palsy, mental health issues, all sorts of things. And again, Miller's Places, and they do such an excellent job with these people. Mm -hmm. I just encourage you. Volunteers help clients with activities, uh, games, recreation walks, and one-on-one visits. Or you can provide musical entertainment while uh, enabling their caregivers to have a respite, run errands, or do the things that they need to do. Creative individuals are also needed to decorate bulletin boards or make photo memory albums for clients. And that kind of reminds me of the couple that we just met, uh, Pastor Mike, at our last AVC luncheon, Pat and George, an elderly couple. But I'll tell you what, these guys are just on fire to serve. You know, Elaine, in God's economy, there's no retirement. That's right. I mean, look look at John, right, Mm in his 90s, Yes. you know, writing uh, one of the most important books. I'm not going to tell him Uh, you said that. No, no, I don't mean our John. I mean the apostle. Okay. Uh, the one that. Let's not clarify John that. You know, Engel. we're in trouble. You know, now you're going to get me in trouble with our volunteers. I meant John the Apostle writing Revelation. Where were we going with that I'm anyway? I'm not sure, but know. we keep better get going. out. That's All right. right. We want it. No retirement. No you retirement. Just keep working. That's, That's it. right. And you can help out teaching people to read through Reading Works. This is an, uh, another awesome uh, way to volunteer. Volunteers spend just a couple of hours a week increasing a student's basic reading skills, utilizing an easy-to-follow phonics-based curriculum. Now, Reading Works is providing a tutor orientation. You want to write this down if this is your cup of tea Monday, June 19th from 6.30 to 8 p.m., followed by a tutor training that happens on Saturday, June 24th, from 10 a.m. to 4 in the afternoon. Both are going to be held at the Modesto Library Reading Works, a partnership of the Stanislaw County Library and the Stanislaw Literacy Center, providing free literacy services for adults who need to improve their basic academic skills. And finally, the Society for the Handicapped Children and Adults, another great organization, friends. They help provide adaptive equipment to disabled individuals. If you like to work on some of this uh, equipment, this would be a great thing. You need it to clean, repair, and maintain the loan closet medical equipment for children and adults. And again, training is provided. Flexible volunteer hours are available. If you have any questions on these, call Barbara Borba. She's at 209-524-1307, extension 113. Again, 209-524-1307, extension 113. Well, you know, in our day-to-day connecting here at A. 
ABC, we have the opportunity and blessing of partnering with some wonderful people of God and, and people whose mission it is to love the Lord God with all their hearts, minds, souls, and strength, and also to love their neighbors as themselves. And joining us this week is a group of men on a mission, so to speak, as we welcome Chris Whitler, uh, Aaron Alford, and Jimmy Suster. Am I saying those names right, guys? Because if I'm not, straighten me out here. Is that okay, Jimmy? Right? Sustar. The star. Jimmy Sustar. Okay. Welcome, guys, to the show. Move into your mics. You. And, and just uh, so glad that you took time out of your busy day. We know you're busy. Uh, to share with us tonight, you guys are with uh, YWAM. Yes, ma'am. Youth with a Mission in mm, Modesto. Right. And also New Hope. Chris, we first met you um, here in ABC. We received a call one day. I'll never forget this. This was so cool. A lady was without food. I mean, she had nothing in the cupboards. The pantries were bare, friends, and she needed something right away. She had some some dietary needs as well, some special needs. And through a friend, actually, it's kind of a family member. It's your father-in-law. We, yep. we Paul mm-hmm. uh, yeah. dropped your name to us and said, Link, this give this guy a call. So we did. Picked up the phone, called Chris. And Chris, you were right on this call like someone would treat an emergency response situation. You were there immediately with a box full of items for this woman to get her through not only the day, but through several days to come. I just want to say thank you. No, you're welcome. And, and two, we owe thanks to people that come along with us in our afternoon times out in the community because I believe it was that day that because of that lady's special needs, one of the people that work with us part-time just out of their own pocket, because our pantry was a little bare mm. uh, at, at our where our office is, um, she just went to the grocery store and bought a bunch of stuff Amen. just from her All own right. pocket and, and took it to this lady. So is, awesome. Isn't that a wonderful blessing? Now, this is part of the New Hope Food Ministry. Kind of Kind of share with us how this this equates with the YWAM that you're doing, and is it two different two different things, or does it go hand in hand? Well, it's how long do we got? It's a long story. <laughs> <laughs> go for it. I came here in 2001 as a youth with a mission worker mm-hmm. uh, that was being given over to a local church to help them uh, start reaching out into the community. Uh, I originally came to help with uh, the dream of a community development project at Prescott Estates uh, mm-hmm. in Modesto. And uh, when I arrived is when all the people began being evicted uh, uh, through the big process that the city went through to yes, to change that neighborhood. That. And um, so many people became uh, homeless through that experience, and that's why I started working in the area of homelessness, mm. be- because I had originally come to work with those people, and, and uh, they had been evicted from their homes. And we know people today that are still affected by that uh, thing that happened here in Modesto. But... Um, uh, so I was here for a couple of years, and pretty soon uh, my friend Aaron, who I'd worked with in Youth with a Mission in Canada, Hi. Wow. <laughs> he, uh, he uh, had been feeling a call to come and help serve in what we were trying to get off the ground here uh, at, at and through New Hope Church. And not long after that, Jimmy and his family came too, just through our relationship, uh, our friendship, we... Uh, developed a team that works together. And so once we all got here, we realized that that maybe 
God was up to mm-hmm. something yes. bigger than than we than I had originally thought when Amen. I first came. And so we started talking to the regional leadership of Youth with a Mission, saying we want to be an official Youth with a Mission team here in Modesto. And uh, so we are uh, an autonomous Youth with a Mission team, but we work specifically and have a specific relationship with New Hope Church out mm. on Dale and Pellendale. So that is so cool. While what? we want to work with all churches and uh, all different kinds of people, we have a specific relationship with this one church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This, Unique. This, this organization is huge, is it not? I mean, it's... Yeah, like, all around the world. Yeah, yeah. The world. Uh, what a great legacy yeah. that they've left internationally. Mm-hmm. It's just a, a powerful tool in God's hands for many, many, many years. YWAM. And, and, and uh, uh, Aaron, you came from Canada? Yes, sir. A little, <laughs> little different culture down here in Modesto. Oh, lately? A little bit. A little warmer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I worked with Chris in Canada for several years at a uh, youth with a mission base there mm. and uh, developed a strong friendship. And uh, just before I moved down here, I was on a path to pursuing acting and comedy. Oh, yeah. So God sort of did a change of course there. And uh, somehow I've ended up here in Modesto, California. So. Well, also, we, like, does the bug hit you once in a while? You know, kind of like a stand-up <laughs> thing. Or? The bug hits once in a while, and actually, we just hosted like a, a cafe night a couple of weeks ago. Cool. Where I was, you know, I was to just going to say, I imagine the young people would just really love this kind of stuff, and you guys would find a lot of opportunity yeah. to use those gifts and talents that Definitely. the Lord has given you. I do comedy here, but not on purpose. <laughs> I've noticed that, yeah. <laughs> and not well either. Moving right along. You know. This really caught my eye because you guys have a pretty neat website, too. It says, uh, we are community, speaking of YWAM, uh, W-Y-A-M, we are a community of full-time and part-time youth with a mission workers who seek to make friends with and serve Jesus, the poor, the young, and churches. Understanding that God's kingdom is about right relationships. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Hmm. We seek to make relationship the focal point of all we do. Wow! That's just a, that just stops me dead in my tracks because, you know, it is about relationships. And, and I know that our friend uh, Jimmy agrees with that. Jimmy, how did you come in to the picture of uh, Youth with a Mission, and how did your piece of the puzzle fit in here? Well, about uh, 11 years ago, my wife and I, at the time we were not husband and wife, we did a school with YWAM in Canada where we met Chris and Aaron. Also another Canadian. Wow. I am not Canadian. No. But I went to Canada. Ah. To the school. Okay. Oh. I am in no way, shape, or form <laughs> Canadian. Not that there's anything wrong with uh, that. Neither am I. Just for neither the record. Is Chris. I'm from okay. Kentucky. Ohio. We're neighbors. <laughs> uh, uh, from the time my wife and I met, we, we both, and before we met, we've just known that we wanted to work um, in service to people in the Lord. So um, we, we were living and working in Ohio, and um, I had... I've worked in um, social work type jobs uh, quite a bit, and I've worked under the the bureaucracy and um, social work code of ethics um, from a secular standpoint for a long time. And uh, I'm convinced of this um, responsibility to relationships, mm. yes. which is very difficult in a uh, bureaucratic setting in a 
this is your job, serve the person, eight to five, go home type of setting. And um, we wanted to be, quote unquote, in missions, as we, we called it, in missions. Um, over the years of working in Ohio, we started to realize that relationship, in relation, sh- in, in relation to um, just being with people and serving people, is not eight to five, and it's Amen. at work and it's at nine o'clock at night when someone knocks on your door. Pretty much twenty four seven. Totally, yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, in that process, uh, we're still learning that. Um, we were talking to Chris and Aaron on the phone, and uh, the Lord spoke to both my wife and I individually, um, as well as together, about moving out to Modesto and um, joining hands with these guys and, and just doing what God said to do. So You know, that is that so cool to hear the way the Lord touched you, your heart and your wife's heart that way. And, and Chris and guys, as we look at the church today, We've got to change our thinking, don't we, about the way we relate to people. You're dealing with the homeless people. Why don't you speak to that, Chris? I mean, I know a lot of times we could probably all uh, think of and, and agree on places that, you know, quite frankly, people don't want to walk into a big church. They're afraid they're going to mess something up or they're not dressed quite right or whatever. And something's got to change in our thinking, doesn't yeah. it? We we actually had a, a friend who... Um, who, when we talked to him about coming to church or if he would like a ride to church, he said, I can't go to church as dirty as I am. You know, I need to find a place for a shower. I need to find a change of clothes before I'll ever step into a church. And he carries with him that mentality of he's got to be clean before he comes to church, Mm -hmm. literally. and, And I'm sure in other, he feels that way in other ways too. Um, yeah, we, we definitely uh, need to foster in our congregations a welcoming atmosphere that, uh, you know, is not dependent on the way people look, the way they smell, the way they're dressed, uh, anything like that. Um, and, and two, I think that comes through friendship. Uh, mm. the, the only way that, um, you know, the way I believe that most people come to church is not because the church puts on some great program or, or does some great thing. It's a friend inviting another friend to come yes. to church. And we'll never invite the, the people that f- feel like that they can't come to church because of their clothes or because of the way they look unless we know them. And the only way we can know them is to get out and meet them. Amen. Well, it seems to me, you know, in in our Western church culture, you know, we've kind of gotten away from the way Christ operated. And he went out into the the byways and Mm -hmm. and met people where they were at their point of need, uh, met their needs, and and a relationship developed there. And they were able to see uh, care rolled out in real time in a very meaningful way. And, uh, you know, there's, it's very hard sometimes to break that old paradigm of, you know, ministry happens within the four walls of the church, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I think, uh, especially in, in today's culture and, and, and the youth culture, there is such a, a deep need for authenticity and uh, for truth and for walking your talk, you know, and, and, and this is so important, the job that, that uh, you guys are, are spearheading as you're going out and you're meeting people right where they are at their point of need. Um, 
how do you uh, encourage others, especially uh, uh, youth today, with all you know the societal stuff, all the pressures of of uh, you know the, the the gang dynamics and uh, a lot of the youth pressures today? How do you introduce this uh, uh, new paradigm, really, for a society of reaching out and serving others and and getting outside the four walls and building relationships as a method for growing the kingdom? Uh, well, just one thing is uh, something when we go to a youth group and talk to them about the homeless situation, a lot of a lot of uh, young people and adults are just completely unaware, mm. especially in this area, of just how vast the issue is here, and had no idea. We'll we'll do a sort of tour of Modesto, some of the places that people don't usually go see. And I'll say well, I didn't even know this existed here, right. and so. A lot of people don't know where to start. You know, it seems, you know, I'm, I'm working a job nine to five and uh, I've got a lot of responsibilities, so what can I really do? And I would say start small. Start with eye contact Amen. is what I tell people. Awesome. A smile. A smile yes. because uh, people, people know when they're not being looked at. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times you'll pass by somebody and just be sort of looking the other way and think that they won't think that you're purposely not looking at them. But people know. They really know when they're not being paid attention to, you know, when the, uh, someone's homeless on the street panhandling or uh, somebody pushing his cart walking by. They notice that they're not being noticed. And so to start off with eye contact and a smile, that's not even going as far as, you know, giving money or, you know, whatever next step God may ask you to do, start off with eye contact and a smile. It really does begin that way, doesn't it? And it it breaks down a lot of things. Mm -hmm. It breaks down a lot of uh, the ways of how we view people. And uh, if you can start there, then you can start to see that other person as a person and uh, a person with a story, then... uh, you can go a long way from there. You know, the the name of the church that you're uniquely involved with, New Hope, mm-hmm. you know, really is what you're all about. And, and Jimmy, I would imagine as, as you're out in the uh, the streets and the parks and, uh, and reaching out to people who have uh, extreme needs, really, that that's what they're looking for is a new hope. They're not just looking for, I'll pray for you or here's a tract or you know they're they're looking for someone to actually care for them in a, in a very genuine way uh how do you see those connections uh, develop in terms of uh, a meaningful relationship developing out in the in the parks and such well um it's really really cool to be socially active it's almost trendy now to mm. to work in social justice or to throw your fist in the air and rebel against society and corporate america and and young people i hear a lot from them um a lot of gripes about um corporate america corporate church and and things like that and um it's fine to march and it's fine to go into the parks in Modesto and give food away and and feel good but what's what the difference is between that and and what we want and what we want to communicate to people uh, like youth groups Aaron was talking about um, is if we just know how much God our Father loves us mm-hmm. and loves other people um, then we will want to touch his heart and we'll want to um, 
we'll begin to see people the way he sees them. And that's almost been overused even in the church. We need to see them through the eyes of Jesus. But we really do. And and when we do that, we feeding people in the park, uh, shaking hands with someone who maybe have been ignored all day will be a symptom of mm-hmm. something deeper. Mm-hmm. And uh, that something deeper is what we want people to catch, not just awareness. And you got to fit in somewhere during the month to go out and tell people on the street about Jesus. But it become a lifestyle and uh, build relationships with people. Important, too, to have people have the sense that you're there for them long term. You're yeah. not just doing a hit-and-run evangelism right. type thing. But right. you know, t- Talk about that dynamic a little bit. How important is that, that, that people who are in need know that you are there long term and, and, and not just coming in for the weekend? It's extremely important. There's a couple of communities that... Well, there's even still a few places that I've I've been going to for five years, and it's still kind of closed. People are suspicious. They're a little paranoid. Mm -hmm. You know, they're afraid that you're a policeman or something like that. But um, it's extremely important to be um, to have this be a committed uh, lifestyle Mm -hmm. attitude, as opposed to. Uh, we're just going to go do our thing and get our mission over with. Right. Uh, we have a friend uh, that lives at one of the motels on South Ninth Street, and he um, said, oh, there was another church group that, that came through that gave us a bunch of food and took a bunch of pictures of us with their digital cameras and took off. Mm-hmm. And he noticed that they were there to get their... You know, this, this is our mission, the yeah. photo op. We did our thing. Yeah. He felt that from, you know, mm, he did yeah. not feel that they were there for him, you know. So uh, to being consistent and honestly just showing up yeah. is has been the probably the, the, the biggest key for us to build relationships and even to develop ministry. Uh, there's a motel that we've been going to for you know, like I said, since 2001, and just this year, something's developed there with the people there. Where we've we we're there three times a week, uh, uh, working on developing a, a children's program down there, working with the kids and. Uh, getting more and more involved in their community. So Amen. this is so awesome. We love you guys, and it's not that we're reinventing the wheel, mm-hmm. but rather that we're propelling and fueling each of us forward, uh, reaching even more to love others as totally. as, as we yes. lo- love the Lord. And I tell you what, this this brings us uh, to a very poignant question, one that Todd Agnew uh, addresses in his song entitled "My Jesus." Here it is on Lighthouse Live. Jesus, do you follow? Which Jesus do you serve? If Ephesians says to imitate Christ, why do you look so much like the world? Because my Jesus bled and died. Spend his time with thieves and liars. He loved the poor and the cost of the arrogant. So which one do you want to be? Blessed are the poor in spirit. 
How you see him as he dies for your sins, but the word says he was battered and scarred. Did you miss that part? Sometimes I doubt we'd recognize him, 'cause my Jesus bled and died. He spent his time with thieves and the.
How do you follow that? Todd Agnew, my Jesus, on Lighthouse Live with Pastor Mike, Elaine, and we've got some wonderful guests with us tonight, Chris and Aaron and Jimmy with New Hope and Youth with a Mission. Friends, we want to remind you about our website here at Advancing Vibrant Communities. We invite you to click on and check out the opportunities available for you 24-7. It's www.vibrantcommunities.org. That's Vibrant communities.org invite you to click on to the little red flashing icon there and check out the daily updates things we're doing things that we need you to participate in with us opportunities for you to reach out and bless someone's life just like your jesus would do you know we make it so so simple you know and, and, and this is one of our my my personal gripes, friends, is you know we have to have a committee meeting about everything. Uh, you know, someone in need in need out there. Christ didn't have a committee meeting. You know, he kind of went out and met the need. And so we our our mission here, friends, is just to make it incredibly easy for you to get connected with an opportunity to serve the need of someone else. And uh, again, those uh, those needs, those opportunities are updated three or four times a day uh, by Elaine by Elaine on our website. Again, that uh, that URL there is uh, www vibrantcommunities.org We have with us Chris Whitler, Aaron Alford, and Jimmy Sestar. <laughs> and we're so glad to have you guys with us. You know, people want to know what that looks like and a model of this and a model of that. And, and Jesus modeled it so well with simplicity, didn't he? Mm, yes. We complicate things. Why do we do that? What do you, what do you think about that, Aaron? Uh, simplicity is beautiful. And... Uh, <laughs> Things getting complicated kind of scares me. <laughs> These guys know that as we have to deal with some complicated things sometimes. So Simple minds. Great minds think alike. How simple yeah. is it to serve with you guys? How simple is it for people to get involved with the youth with a mission? Uh, very simple. Uh, give us a call, and um, we can uh, spend some time with you um, and uh, come out with us as we go out to the community uh, through uh, throughout the week. Chris, it takes a special heart, does it not? Yeah, I mean, it's anybody can anybody can do what we do. You know, we're not mm-hmm. we're not uh, uh, you know specially trained. Well, except Jimmy <laughs> for, for for the things that we do. We're not, we're not uh, in any way uh, professional. Basically, we just uh, gather together. Uh, in the afternoons uh, with whoever wants to come along. We spend some time in prayer about where we're going, uh, and we go out. And we um, the, the touch point of what we do is usually something to do with food mm-hmm. because it's a, it's a felt need and it's a wasted resource in America. So if we don't um, utilize some of the things that are available to us. It goes to waste. So uh, we want to be good stewards with uh, a wasted resource. So we take food out. We have grocery stores that give us bread and pastries every day. We have uh, a donor that's given us money to go. We can go to the food bank and uh, stock our pantry. 
and be able to uh, provide people with uh, a basic necessity that they don't have a lot of resource t- uh, to be able to get. And it also just relieves them through the month to be able to spend their money on other things. And um, so it's 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 really, really simple. But in that simplicity of, of what we do comes the complexity of people's lives mm-hmm. and the relationships nice. that you get involved in. Mm-hmm. And uh, God's been with us every step of the way. So yeah. it's uh, it's really, really easy to do what we do. Uh, you can do it with us or you can do it yourself. But we <laughs> we we, uh, we basically just meet, pray and uh uh, go out into the community, give out some food, and and do what comes up. And something usually comes up. So, <laughs> you know, uh, Chris, uh, man, we we have a saying here at, at Advancing Vibrant Communities that, you know, real ministry is messy. Yes. You know, it's not always clean. Uh, you know, and and uh, that's because we have hurting people who mm-hmm. have uh, some, as uh, I think Aaron mentioned a few minutes ago, some very complex uh, issues. <laughs> and yet, you know, that that's not something to be worried about because no. it's God who's going to unfold all that's that, unwrap right. it, and he's the one that's going to provide the healing there. We're really not the, uh, we're not the fix-it people, are we? It's, it's God who's going to do that. Yeah, and uh, the key is friendship. Mm-hmm. And Amen. I think that's what changes a person's life more than any food that we can give them. Um, Particularly, I think of one guy that uh, I met just over a year ago out in the park. And uh, when I first met him, he was about as drunk as any human could be. Mm. And uh, mm. almost comedically so that when I gave him a, a pie, it made him cry. And mm. really? it just made me feel so, mm. oh, poor guy. And uh, the next time that I met him, he was not drunk at all, and he was really, really clear, and mm. I was able to talk to him some more, but he remembered me from uh, speaking to him before, and then I gave him a pie for him and his sister and stuff. And uh, over this last year, I've been able to um, just talk with him, and the interv- intervals that I've seen him um, inebriated has been far less, where I haven't mm. seen him wow. uh, drinking Amen. in a very long time now. Amen. and. The thing about that is that his his life may not change as far as we can see it. He's still going to be living in a trailer at his sister's place, and that's he's probably not going to change too much from that situation. But what has changed for him and what can change for people is that he feels like he has a friend. Amen. And that's what changes a person's that's life. That's huge. Well, you're, you're planting a seed. Yes. You yeah. know, and, and you know the, the interesting thing is we're so... And I, I love In-N-Out, as you can see, <laughs> but... Uh, you know, we're so used to this in and out mentality that, you know, we go, we order the thing, and, and it, it comes back. And sometimes we, you know, we want to go out and meet people, and we want them to come to the Lord right now. You know, if they don't in, in uh, two or three days or a week or a month, you know, we're kind of bummed because we didn't quite do it right or we didn't go through the proper diagnostic uh, questions, whatever it might be. The reality is that you may be, or God may be planting seeds through you that may bloom Five, ten years mm-hmm. from Some now. time to come. The important mm-hmm. thing is that you were available, right, at the time that God needed you. Yeah, and I have to say, too, that um, he's he's cultivating seeds in me, too. Uh, yeah. And um, sometimes you go out thinking that you're going to minister to somebody, but um, you'd be amazed at the, the faith that you see among mm-hmm. the poor and the homeless. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, that that is something that inspires me too. Amen. You invested into this particular person's life, mm-hmm. and he saw 
the authenticity in which you were serving him. You weren't there to just put another notch in your belt and say, hey, yeah. I shared, you know, with this person today. But you were there to truly meet a need that he had mm-hmm. and uh, to also extend that that friendship and that warmth and that love that yeah. the Lord talks about. That's just so great. That is so great. Jimmy, you mentioned something a couple minutes ago I want to park on for just a minute. Uh, the fact that you and your wife uh, kind of heard from God that you were uh, going to attend to this particular call. Talk about a little bit the, the, the blessing and the importance of, in a marriage, corporately hearing God and acting together on what you, uh, what you hear him uh, telling you to do. Well, my wife is um, truly amazing. She is... Um, she puts a smile on my face. I get a little intense and serious um, often. <laughs> and, <laughs> like, she kind of balances that out. Uh, yeah, yeah she's, she's incredible. And, and you know, I, I've learned to um, see some of her uh, sarcasm and uh, lightheartedness <laughs> as, uh, as the voice of God um, telling me to lighten up mm. and... Uh, you know, we cannot, like you, I think somebody mentioned that we are not, um, we aren't the answer. We are not the answer. Right. Um, and sometimes it feels like we have to be. Mm. Um, my father's been a pastor for over 30 years, and uh, he told me, I, I'm not spending the rest of my life convincing people to be Christians. I'm just trying to love. Mm. And uh, oh. loving sometimes doesn't seem like you're being loved when you have to uh, bring correction or Tough guidance. Mm-hmm. Um, so I tend to fall into uh, sometimes carrying more than I should. Mm. And my wife um, speaks the word of the Lord to me. Um, she prays for me. And um, wow. this adventure called marriage is mm-hmm. is so cool in relationship with God, um, she, she, she is like a door peep into the beauty of God. Mm, And I'm trying to listen and be her friend and let her be mine through this. I'm trying not to get too deep and romantic about it, but (laughs) it's just a reality. I watch her care for our children and it's like an angel caring for a a brand new baby. She's just, she gives her life um, serving our family, taking care of the children, uh, so I can go out and uh, be with these guys. We are so Amen. glad you are here. Jimmy Sestar, Aaron Alford, and Chris Whitler, and we've got lots more right after this. Deep needs, deep hurts, spreading far beyond the government's ability to help. Children, single moms and dads, the elderly, disabled, the homeless. Yet, thousands of resources that can meet those needs are sitting right now in the pews and seats of our churches. The challenge? Activating those resources and connecting them with the people in need. We have a proven solution, advancing vibrant communities. We bridge the gap. We connect people and churches with opportunities to serve the needs of their neighbors. Pure, simple, proven effective, advancing vibrant communities. What's our motivation? Jesus' command in Matthew 22:39 to love your neighbor as yourself. 
The church at large has a biblical mandate to serve the needs of the community. Advancing Vibrant Communities researches those needs, then finds volunteers with the skills and passions to meet those needs. The very first story that Mike told about ABC involves serving one of my church members whose needs I could not meet within my own community. And in that moment, God humbled me and asked me to open my heart and really listen. And as I saw the setup of the database, I realized that AVC is a wonderful partner with my own congregation. It helps us be more effective. This organization comes along and says, I'll do a lot of the groundwork and we'll discover the needs. And then those folks in your congregation who desire to be a part and who have these skills can volunteer. AVC partners with over 80 community and government agencies to help meet the needs of the city. We network with organizations like Habitat for Humanity, the American Red Cross, Salvation Army, the Area Agency on Aging, the School District, and the Police Department. Habitat and AVC is a perfect match in that we both have common missions of helping people get out of the four walls of the church, getting out into the community and helping others. AVC serves volunteers by finding ways for them to help others. AVC serves the needy through volunteer efforts with love, grace, mercy, and compassion. AVC serves churches by augmenting efforts to reach out and meet the needs of their neighbors. AVC serves businesses by helping create healthy neighborhoods, by connecting employees with opportunities to volunteer, and by providing opportunities to donate goods and services to legitimate needs in the community. You know, some of us can do no donate a little money, some a little time, some one or the other or both. It really touched my heart that these strangers were interested in me and what I needed in my life. You know, it's not only hearing it, but it's seeing them, and it's being there in person and seeing the, the need that they have and hopefully being able to do something about it. I will tell you, as you know, your chief of police in the city of Modesto, we need your help in the community making a difference. Volunteer, I know we can put you to work. And I, I promise you, if you get involved, you'll feel better. You'll be happier. How can we partner with you to meet the needs of our city? We ask you to consider monthly financial support and to help recruit more volunteers. Advancing Vibrant Communities. Faith in action. Pure, simple, proven effective. Carrying out the biblical mandate to love our neighbors as ourselves. Thank you. And friends, we're back with you on Lighthouse Live. Pastor Mike, Elaine, our prayer intercessor, Mr. Al, and Chris, Aaron, and Jimmy from New Hope and Youth with a Mission. Guys, we were talking during the break there about humble beginnings and how do you get all this bread uh, delivered around town and, and tell us a little bit about your humble beginnings and how you were blessed. Who wants to start that off? The ambulance. Well, <laughs> we started out in an ambulance. Uh, that it was 76 oh or 7 yeah. ambulance um, with all the back gutted out. And, uh, <laughs> no red light. It was really, no really flashing. hot inside there. Mm. Actually, the engine blew hot air <laughs> out of your leg. Um, so that died. And then we kind of uh, improvised with our own vehicles for uh, a short time. Yeah. And then a band who had... 
just uh, gone Disbanded. their separate ways, <laughs> um, gave us their tour van, which uh, was, it was a in, little better, it, but it was a little <laughs> scary when we cleaned it out. Um, <laughs> so we won't we, go there. <laughs> we had to do a physical and a spiritual yeah, sure. there, good, uh, No, good. but that was a what was that? That we was like a, was in '89 Chevy <laughs> Chevy van. Thing. It was like a gray van. The doors didn't close, so uh, we had to put sh- shed hasps on the van to get the doors to stay <laughs> I'm sure that's not legal. But anyway, um, we had uh, we had just uh, in this before Christmas, uh, a couple of guys came out with us uh, to uh, just see what we were about and actually to get their uh, kids involved in what they were doing. And they basically just saw our need and uh, raised the money themselves and provided a wow. uh, a brand new van for us, so we just got that a couple months ago. Amen. It's uh, it, well, it's new to us. It's a uh, yeah. ninety nine. Uh, so it's new. Yeah, air conditioned. Yes, there's a radio, and you know all that kind of good stuff. What a blessing! So huh? It's a nice fifteen passenger van that helps us do what we do, and I. It's honestly changed changed how we do things. Mm. Just we're able to take more people with us because we have seating and. All that good stuff. So. Holds a lot of bread. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It Speaking does. of bread, you guys are nonprofit, right? Yes. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Sometimes we say we put the non in profit. Yeah. <laughs> non back into nonprofit. Yeah, right? there we yeah, go. Right. <laughs> so tell us how you're funded and how people might uh, be encouraged to help you out. Let's well, not be us, shy. None of us receive a salary. We uh, raise our own individual support from friends and family and churches, what have you. So um, each one of us receives a check um, from, well, they do from YWAM. I do from my church in Ohio. Uh, friends and family send whatever they want to support us every month, and the church gives us a check, and that's how we live. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned a helps. phone number before. Is there an address? Yeah. Can people contribute online? What? Yeah, you can uh, actually find out how to how to give to us and, and how to get in touch with us at our website. So that's ywammodesto.org, Y-W-A-M. And it's a Modesto great website, too. Guys. Org. And uh, you can find how to support uh, us personally, but also our ministry. Mm. Uh, up until, actually, this we met these guys that gave us the van. Uh, we, we've basically been running everything out of our pocket, out of the support that we raise for our families. So mm-hmm. we, um, we've, uh, uh, you know, now we have a little bit of a budget at the food bank and that kind of thing. But you can support us through through the website. Also, our office number is two zero nine five four five zero seven five zero. Repeat that again. Two zero nine five four five zero seven five zero. It's an easy way to get in touch with us and mm-hmm. uh, find out what's going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Aaron, how would you encourage uh, people in different churches? Because I, I guess would guess that you would encourage people from other denominations and yes. churches to get involved in this. In all ages, are there any age barriers or anything like that? No, not really. Actually, um, we would love to bring some kids out um, where we minister uh, in or where we. Uh, where we bring bread and food out in uh, South 9th Street. Um, okay. The last couple of months, there's been some very young children that are there from, uh, I think the youngest is four and the oldest is 12. And uh, half of 
what we do with them is just spend time and play. Mm. So Amen. there need there does not need to be any age barrier on on uh, volunteering and and getting involved. So you know, and and we believe the sooner you start them, mm-hmm. the better, because they begin to understand from a very early age that serving is not an event, you know, yes. but part of a lifestyle and, and yes. part of what we're supposed to do as believers, right? Yes. Jimmy's kid, yeah. just he just recently told me broke his heart with something he said. My three-year-old son last night had, took his favorite book. It's a dinosaur book with Google eyes. Uh-huh. And uh, my wife read it to him and he said, I want to give this away. And uh, I said, no way. That's my favorite book. And he said, Daddy, I want to give it to uh, a little kid at the motels that doesn't have a book. Mm, amen. Oh, Isn't that great? Three years old. Oh, my word. So, you just had, that had to just me. grab yeah. you. No kidding. Yeah, it, it really touched you me. You know, he gets it. Yeah, he, he gets it. Mm-hmm. And the unfortunate thing that we're passing down to some of the generations is, you know, some, some wrong ways of thinking. It's not mm-hmm. getting us out into the community and reaching out to these people and mm-hmm. not only allowing them to see jesus in us but are we seeing jesus, jesus in, in them, them? Yeah. yeah that's you such know? you know that that was an interesting uh thing for me you know not not too long ago actually that's you right. think about people perhaps seeing christ reflected through you as you reach out and serve but you know what mm-hmm. you look back uh you know or you look forward to that time when jesus is separating the goats and the sheep yeah. and man it's all about seeing jesus in the person who is in need yeah. and serving him in that way yeah. guys we're bumping the clock just a little bit here with you guys it's been such a wonderful visit with you i'm so glad that you came any last minute thoughts or words of encouragement from each of you very quickly well i want to thank you guys for for what you do this is such a Mm -hmm. simple simple solution to a big problem Mm -hmm. and um uh getting churches connected with people is what we're all about it's what you guys are about and uh i just yeah thanks for having us thanks for being here any last minute thoughts there aaron uh Start off with a smile and a hello. I love that. And Chris, I'll never forget calling you and asking you to meet that need, and you just responded immediately. Thank you, guys. Chris Whitler, Aaron Alford, and Jimmy Sestar from New Hope and Youth with a Mission Modesto. Thank you, dear friends, for listening at home. Have a great week. May God bless you as you continue to reach out and love your neighbors as you love yourselves. Man is man.